it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, would you look who made it to work, everybody. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon running here straight from the TV set so we could, of course, bring you this uh, radio spectacular, this embarrassment of radio riches we have coming up today. Uh, with a, It's a big day. It's a plus-size day. It's a Friday. I always say, you know, it's top-shelf radio in a bottom-feeding political world. Well, I do think this week in the world of politics, we probably did hit rock bottom. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. We can't get lower. It's one of the reasons I'm so winded getting here to the studio. I just got off the TV with the great Harris Faulkner, and we were discussing Beto O'Rourke's attempt to storm the stage and AOC blaming this on the patriarchy and a lack of empathy for transgender and non-binary people. That is offensive, and it is not true. Not even kind of true, but we're going to... Dabble. We're going to dabble in some truth today. We're going to immerse ourselves in the truth here at 888-788-9910. You know the deal. doesn't change on a Friday. doesn't change if I'm running my 240-pound butt from a TV studio to a radio studio. On this show, you can be anything you want. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a Don't be a Beto. Don't be an AOC. You know, right now, in this moment, And I say this all the time. We are being plagued by a surplus of, you know, for lack of a better term, that's what we're being plagued. They're everywhere we look in our society. It's such a me first, hey, look at me. It's more important to be seen than it is to be right, which is why in the aftermath of this horrific shooting, we have seen so much effort put into, you know, people working in their agenda. AOC talking about, well, the patriarchy and... You know, the non-binary people, they they have nothing to do with the shooting, okay? Beto interrupting a moment where parents are being briefed to literally make it about him. Make it, no, that was not a town hall where the floor was open to ideas. These are parents who lost children, and Beto is literally storming the press conference to say, hey, look at me. What a loser. And we now know it was calculated, and he showed up with a camera crew. So he could make sure it was documented for all to see. Hey, look at me. Garbage like you just makes me sick. And that's why Beto, that pandering jackass, is about to lose another election. This time in Texas. It'll be the second time he's lost in Texas. Because, of course, he ran for their Senate seat against Ted Cruz. And he spent more money than the average presidential campaign. Even got a last-second endorsement from Beyonce and every big-name celebrity in California and Hollywood. But ultimately, it was Ted Cruz and the America First agenda that won out. Freedom! Beat Beto. But, of course, Beto, the actual poster child for the everybody gets a trophy, losers have more confidence than they should, ran for president. Going, I was born to do this! And by this, we mean spend a ton of money. 
and lose another election. You suck, you jackass. That's Beto. And now, of course, he is running for a gubernatorial seat there in Texas and trying to leverage the pain and suffering of those parents who are literally being briefed, by the way, about a moment that has taken the lives of their children. And this guy walks in with a camera crew to go, hey, look at me. And again, the one thing we've done well on the show this week is we haven't sat here and bashed people. I haven't played a lot of sound. I told you this yesterday. We haven't been playing sound. We've been taking a lot of phone calls. You want to call in today? We're going to take them. 888-788-9910. How do you solve the problem? I don't want to do a two-hour political bash because it's not constructive. And one of the reasons we don't make progress in the aftermath of moments like this is people aren't bargaining in good faith. You guys who listen to the show, and I want to say this, man, like, I mean, just carried the show. The last 48 hours, the phone calls have been phenomenal. Everybody had good ideas. You know, we had a couple of laughs just to keep it light because we're all dealing with a lot right now. But it was constructive. It was things you thought would work. We're over here bargaining in good faith, but on the other side of the aisle, and this is their problem again and again and again, is Every time it begins with, hey, America needs to have a conversation. Okay, great. You know, because we're having the conversation because you guys are murderers. You have blood on your hands. You're white supremacists, the patriarchy, trans and non-binary people. Yo, nobody is RSVPing to your party if you call them a white supremacist on the save the date. No one is RSVPing to your party if you say they're responsible for murdering these children. Here's the newsflash. NRA didn't murder any children. Okay, lawmakers didn't murder any children, not Greg Abbott, not anybody. Okay, a lunatic, a piece of human trash who was obviously raised in a terrible environment, had all kinds of mental health conditions, murdered these children. Now, there's a lot of debate about what the cops did and whether they went into the building fast enough. Again, those are fair questions that need to be asked, and we're certainly going to ask them today because we have to. Okay, we owe it to these kids. We owe it to every other kid out there right now still fortunate enough to be alive. But we're not really the people on this show that are just looking to score political points to fill three hours of radio. We're not looking to inject bile into the world. I've seen so many things this week just patently disgusting. And I've played some of them and I've made fun of them. But I really don't want to dedicate my show to making your day angrier, to making your day sadder, to putting more bile into your life. But unfortunately, that's what most of political discourse is these days. If we get people miserable enough, they'll side with us. They'll hate the other guys. Let's sell them some hate. And that's what they're doing right now. And it's, it's patently disgusting. So if you want to be a part of the constructive dialogue that we've been having for the past 48 hours, uh, 888-788-9910. Uh, Mar- Mac is batting leadoff. He's in Raleigh, North Carolina. He has an actual plan to create school security. Mac, how you doing, man? Jimbo, it's good to talk to you, man. I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm actually, I'm actually in Virginia now. I'm just outside Leesburg. Oh, uh, get out of just, get just out outside of, DC in Leesburg. Yeah. Oh, I, I did. So I, I, I did not know that. Okay, so you you finished yeah, you you finished with North Carolina barbecue. You just couldn't eat any more of it. Yeah, no. See, I had my fill. I did. Yeah, I'm back to the Virginia barbecue. Well, oh, there you, know, you go. Well, is. I've been told to stay away from barbecue as well, but that's from my doctor. It's not from my radio host. But t- stick with me. Um, so, what's the deal in Virginia? What would you do, man? Well, well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm I'm getting back into the executive protection industry, which I have been in for you know 16 years off and on, and I'm going back into that full time. Um, and I have actually a, I have a meeting this weekend with somebody who uh, he's got enough money. Let's let's put it this way: to provide <laughs> to be able to provide security for every school in the nation. Wow, that kind of thing. So we're going to talk about 
he, he's actually uh, meeting with me about uh, providing cannabis security for for him and mm-hmm. in three different states. Okay. But what we're, what I want to try to develop with him is is we have so many retired gunfighters, Jimmy. Yeah. From the military that are here, and we we can't. All throughout the media, we're seeing okay. We have all these desk cops, like like Jesse was saying. We have all of these desk cops that we can put into these. There's a reason why they're desk That's cops. That's a great I mean, point. They're not gunfighters. That's they're not. Point. They're not there to engage mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a potential threat. Yep. So we have all of these retired military personnel, in which I plan to employ with this cannabis security industry because they are gunfighters, Jim. Yep. There are people that will not hesitate to engage. Have had rounds downrange at them and return fire. These are people that you need. Now, every school, and you're finding out now how this this door was propped open by a teacher and the whole thing. The security of the schools, every door, every entranceway is is typically locked Mm -hmm. in every school. This is a this is a an enigma. This is this is something that happened that, that shouldn't have happened. That is it, 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 it all kind of came together in one perfect storm. I think. Here. Yep. But the bottom line is, if you have all of those doors secured, where anybody can't just walk into the school, and you have one point of entry, now it might take a little bit longer for the children and the mm-hmm. parents and everything else like that coming into school because they have one secure point of entry. But at that entry, you have a gunfighter. Yeah. You and, and at every entry, you don't have four officers for eight schools, Mm -hmm. which was the case here in Texas. So you've got four schools that are unprotected. Mm -hmm. Nobody there armed to protect these kids. Training the teachers and arming the teachers, that's an option. That's not something that uh, I would recommend other than just as a backup situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We don't want these teachers engaging somebody. But here's the thing. Here's something I want to make very clear to everybody that's listening to this. That gunfighter that came in there, that that person that came in there to shoot those kids, it's an 18-year-old kid with an AR-15. If you have a gunfighter, somebody who is a trained person that is willing, able to protect, and listen, all those guys I know, all the guys I work with, we're all the same mindset. The reason why we're in this industry is because we don't want to be a victim, and we will not ever allow anyone in our presence to be a victim. Mm-hmm. And that's why we do what we do. It's in our heart. It's in our soul. Okay. So when you have somebody that's there, willing and able to do that, you're going to solve the problem. And I guarantee you that these 18-year-old punks that just went on their 18th birthday and bought an AR-15 mm-hmm. because, you know, they mm-hmm. want to look cool on social media or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. it's a mental illness, of course. Yep. They're not going to get through that door if there's a gunfighter willing and able to protect those kids. Listen, and that's it's, it's yeah. really a simple solution. Well, listen, I'd, I'd be down for more than one. I mean, I, I think the truth is, you know, kids can show up, you know, even dirtbags like this and outgun the, the school officer. If the school officer is sitting there with a handgun, uh, I, I don't think that's going to cut it. I, I actually, you know, sad as it sounds, it's like Attorney General Bill Barr was saying with airports. You know, yeah, there was a time when you could walk right on a plane, but 9-11 was a reminder that you're not living in that time anymore. You know, this is a reminder yeah. that we're just sadly, we're just not living in that time anymore. So whoever yeah, you're meeting somebody with. Brought it up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, somebody, somebody brought it up to me, Jimmy, about, oh, well, there are school shootings in Israel. It's because they have security officers standing there at the door with a tavor. Yeah. 
Well, that's the thing. A 5.56 rifle yeah. ready to protect any of those kids in that school. That's why. Yeah. You know, everybody keeps bringing this up, and it makes me sick because, oh, well, there are no— The reason why there are all these mass shootings is because of our soft policies. Yep. And we don't want to offend anybody or be racist or— That's the reason. Why is everybody not yeah. waking up to this? Yeah, there's no, it's, it's 19 true. 19— People killed, 19 kids killed. My God, Jimmy. No, no, I'm it's at the end of my rope, brother. So no. I'm, I'm really, honestly, I am pushing for this Push. this weekend. This is not what this gentleman wants to talk about, but I am pushing this narrative. Well, let's and go. I hope that he comes up, he does the right thing, steps up, and we can do this. We can provide the security. We can take these gunfighters that we're going to use for one industry, and we can put them into this and mm-hmm. protect these kids. Well, listen, uh, um, we're all cheering for you. We're all rooting for you, man. Let's try to get it done because we, we, we do owe them this. It's, it's, far, it's far past time uh, that we do something in this situation, given what we know, given the magnitude of the suffering. So, listen, your head's in the right place. Your heart's in the right place. Lay off the barbecue this weekend and get the job done, Mac. Don't worry. Listen, I just saw you on Harris. You are a fashion miracle, brother. <laughs> well, I'm not a I'm not a uh, a track and field miracle because I had to get from that studio to this studio, and uh, it's about it's yeah, not two forty, man. I don't see it. I don't think you're two forty. I carry I carry it good. I have a lot of mass in my upper body. Like you don't see it on me because I'm always calling myself fat. But I'm basically right. on a prison workout. All I do is pull ups, push ups, and dips. So you got to realize I have like a, my son is six four. I got to slap box him in the living room when I get home, and I have just Listen. I have too much pride. You know what I mean to lose this slap boxing match. So I got to be in fight and shape. So it's a it's yeah, a better well, two forty than I make it sound like. Well, evidently Lincoln's a big fella, so you yeah. better look out. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't have the reach advantage, so I got to win the inside game along the ropes. That's what I'm saying, Mac. Yeah. So I'll- use your common sense. <laughs> Good job. We'll talk soon, brother. Be well. Eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero. More of your calls after this. Taking the edge off one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I always say, you know, this show is like America's family meeting. And I'm kind of like the radio deadbeat dad at the head of the dinner table. Well, that has very much been the case this week. We have done uh, two shows dedicated entirely to your phone calls. Uh, We're pretty much going to do that again today. Uh, Lee Zeldin will be here late in the show. He is, of course, a gubernatorial candidate here in New York. Uh, But most of it's going to be you and me time. So 888-788-9910 if you want to jump in on that. Just updating what we know really quick in regards to the shooting. Uh, the sheriff uh, has updated the press, uh, and, and the new timeline of events shows that a teacher propped open the door in the school that ultimately let the shooter in. Okay, law enforcement is stating that 19 officers did, in fact, stand down. They did not enter and breach the building. He is conceding that that was incorrect and that was the wrong decision. But to be clear, they did not breach the building. The shooter was allowed inside with these children for an hour. The official explanation being that if they were to run in, they don't know where he's located. Shots are going to get fired. Officers could get shot. 
I got to be honest with you, man. Uh, if you're putting on that badge, strapping on that gun belt, you know, officers might get shot as heavy as this sounds to say. Okay, you got kids on the other side of that classroom door. You got kids on the other side of that school door. Officers might get shot is not a justification for kids did get shot. Now, I'm not going to do the bash the cops show because nobody's more supportive of the cops than me. But the changing messages, okay, we were initially told what? That a officer shot at the suspect, was wounded in the gunfire, and that's how he got inside. For that not to be true, for that not to be real, it, it does hurt the credibility of what's coming from law enforcement in this moment. So they need to do better because it's beyond a failure of messaging. It sounds like a lie. And these videos we've seen of parents urging law enforcement to go inside, uh, they seem a lot more grounded in reality than what we initially had just attributed to was a misunderstanding of police strategy or something in between. Now, again, I am not here to bash the cops. We all need to do better. That's the point of today's show. If I was going to bash people today for, for real, I would just do a three-hour freestyle on Democrats and the media because they've I've lost my mind watching this stuff because I just want to know what people are talking about. I want to know what people are saying. But I am... I got to tell you, man, I'm, I run a pretty mellow show, <laughs> a pretty low maintenance dude. But watching cable news this week, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Thankfully, I've got you guys to calm me down really quick. Stan is on the line in Montana. Yo, Stan. Hey, how's it going, Jimmy? I'm trying. I'm trying to hold it together, Stan. I want to keep the show intact the way we like to do it. But they got me worked up. Me and you got a minute and a half right here. Can you please okay. restore order in my radio world? Uh, happy to. One of the things I wanted to point out that uh, any time the Democrat Party wants to uh, take up a cause, you can be sure there's going to be more of it. Mm-hmm. If you look at uh, any cause like homeless, mm-hmm. there's more of it. You look yep. at the big cities. You look at the illegal immigration of the dreamers. Look at what's coming across our border. Racism, it's out of control, and the Democrats are loving it. Yeah. And that brings us yeah. to the gun violence, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's just more of it. And it's every time they want to take up a cause, you can be assured it's going to be more of it. Well, it's funny you say that, Stan, because it reminds me of inflation, because we all know now that we spent our way into this inflation crisis. And the Biden fix is, hey, we need to spend more money, which sadly I tried it in college. You cannot drink yourself sober. I've tried it every Friday night. It never worked. And uh, yeah. that, that's where we are now. And uh, you're right. You're right to say uh, we'd be idiots to just give them the keys because every problem they have confronted. I mean, Stan, it was perfect. If uh, I, I tasked you with restoring order in my world, and I do feel sane again. I, can I refer to you as Dr. Stan from here on in? You can in? do that. Absolutely. Will, will you bill me for this session, or is the first one on you? This, one, this one's on me. If you ever get to Montana, you got to let me know. Oh, what's happening? We'll uh, buy you a drink, and I'll let you buy me a pitcher. How about that? Anything for you, Doc. Great call. More of your calls after this on Fox Across America. officers gathered in the hallway or, or somewhere. What efforts were made to try and break through that door? You say it was locked. What efforts were the officers making to try and break through either that door or another door to get inside that classroom? None at that time. The, 
the on-scene commander at the time believed that it had transitioned from an active shooter to a barricaded subject. Sir, you have people who are alive, children who are calling 911 saying, please send the police. They are alive in that classroom. There are lives that are at risk. Hey, That's not protocol, we're, well, is we're, it? We're well aware of that. Right, yeah. but I, why was this decision made not to go in and rescue these children? Again, you know, the on-scene commander considered a barricaded subject and that there was time and there were no ch more children at risk. Obviously, obvi obviously, you know, based upon the information we have, there were children in that classroom that were at risk and it was, in fact, still an active shooter situation and not a barricaded subject. So that is Colonel Steve McCraw. He is the Texas uh, DPS director, and he has admitted to the press it was the wrong decision to wait to breach the door at the Robert Mann Elementary School. And again, we're sitting here with the luxury of being a few days removed from the situation, and I understand there's still details coming in. This story has actually changed several times. We went from, you know, officer shot at the suspect, officer wounded, suspect got in. We've now know, we now know that didn't happen. We now know that a teacher propped open the door and let the shooter into the school for whatever reason we don't quite understand. Uh, we also now know, confirmed by Colonel McCraw, that they allowed this shooter to remain in the school for an hour before the Border Patrol Tactical Unit breached the school. Understand what he's saying in that moment. And again, everyone in my family is a cop. Okay, I am very pro-law enforcement. So I uh, absolutely you have to know this. I am picking my spots when I criticize police because no one is more keenly aware of the difficulty they are facing, of the sacrifice they are making, of how wildly underappreciated they are. Police are the NFL referees of life. Okay, they make millions of life or death decisions a week. We only talk about the ones that they we don't agree with. You know, it's like an NFL ref. Okay, ref makes 40 calls a game. It's the one pass interference flag that we talk about for the next three days. Now, granted, he made that decision in a millionth of a second, okay? But we watch instant replay and go, you should have done better. We do the same thing with the cops, and it frustrates me. So I'm not here to do the bash the cop show, but I am telling you this is reading really poorly for law enforcement in this town. That being said, I'm mindful of the fact that this is a real-time situation, mindful of the fact that we don't have all the data, so I, I, I get it, okay? But there's no world where you can say to me as a parent, and we're hearing these stories of heroic parents going into the school and getting their kids out, the mom who was apparently handcuffed and then hopped a fence when she was set free and went and got her kids out. I mean, that's most parents listening. You'd probably go do something like that because we can't fathom a world where the cops would stand down. You know, and when you hear, we waited an hour. Yo, there's kids on the other side of that door, I'm just, and I'm just telling you, this is patently a lie. It's patently a lie. To say, oh, we had made the determination that no other kids were in danger. Wait, what? There is a guy in a school with a gun. He has shot at two people after crashing his car in a ditch outside the school. He shot at two people outside a funeral home. We know that to be fact. That's confirmed. We know he crashed the car. We know he got out with a rifle. We know he shot at two people. We now know he's in the school for an hour. In what world? Are we just taking that guy at his word that we don't have an issue on the other side of those doors, so let's all hang around? Okay, and I'm not flat saying they hang around, they seal a perimeter, they try to make sure there are no other th threats, there are no other peripheral threats. 
And again, I'm mindful of the fact that these cops, they're dealing with a lot right now. I mean, they're dealing with the slaughter of 19 children, two, you know, two adults and a myriad of injuries and in the absolute fog of war. But there's no set of circumstances where an active shooter is supposed to be in a school for a millionth of a second without everybody charging in. Everybody, every armed person with the capabilities of neutralizing this threat is supposed to be in there. When you hear something like an hour, like I'm sorry, okay, again, as pro-cop as they come, that's not forgivable. That's not understandable. That's not explainable. So if there is an explanation for why this was okay, we don't have it right now, okay? I hope in the coming days we do because I don't want to be as disappointed as I am in this situation, okay, because it only compounds a tragedy that's already horrific. But the idea that 19 officers literally stood down because we determined there was no other kids at risk, what are you talking about? There's a man with a gun in a school. He ain't there to handing out juice boxes, okay? That's, it's, it's very upsetting to me as a guy, again, who's as pro-law enforcement as they come. Okay, you have to be when you grow up in my family and you drive the way I do. Let's be honest. You drove a cab as long as I did. A lot of run ins with the boys in blue. I mean, it's not pretty out there. As as we always say in the Fela house, you know, if you don't like my driving, stay off the sidewalk. (laughs) Trying to hold it together, man. 888-788-9910. Let's get some more backup in here. Katie's out in California. Katie. Hi. Hey, girlfriend. How you doing, pal? I'm okay. How are you? You know, Katie, I've, I've tried to hold it together this week, but it's all, it's Friday. You know, I'm always in a great mood and I, I love doing the show so much, but there's just so much of this story, obviously, that bothers everybody. But instead of like, you know, having all the things that bothered us on our plate, we're now getting new entrees. They're now serving more bother. You follow me? And so I definitely yeah. need, need the help of the callers. You guys are really carrying the show. So thank you. So I have an idea. Um, okay. We have so many veterans in this country that need jobs that are looking for jobs that can't find any. Um, why don't we test them for PTSD, make sure they're they're all okay? Mm-hmm. Why don't we put them in the schools? They're already trained. They can protect our children. Why don't we put them there? Give them a job. Two birds with one stone. Yeah. Listen, I mean, anybody who says they're willing to sign up and defend schools, who has the proper tactical training to go do so – is absolutely worth hearing from and enlisting at this point. It's just, listen, the reality is, you know, it's back to the airport analogy. Bill Barr said on the show, hey, man, we we had to acknowledge in a post-9-11 world that we were never going to fly the same way again. You know, and sadly, that might be the case with schools. You know, until we figure out, at the very least, what it is in our society that's doing this, because the, the guns have been around forever. You know, they have been. But the type of use of these types of guns is very recent. And, uh, you know, until we understand what's really, you know, prompting that, because it's not just the gun possession, there's you've got to have the willingness to go do one of these heinous things. So, uh, you know, I'm with you. I think it's been the most popular suggestion this week is to get more people with the proper tactical training to secure schools. But on some level, man, doesn't it doesn't it just break your heart that you're even having this conversation? No, it absolutely does. It's definitely a morality problem in this country. It's not a gun problem. You have other countries across the the world, like um, uh, Sweden, has more a lot more guns than people in the country. They don't have a gun problem in their country. Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, there's definitely an issue here in our country when it just comes to the value of human life. There's a brazen disrespect for other lives now. 
You know, whether we're talking about shoplifting and the spike in, you know, carjackings, we're talking about subway violence and that there's something cultural. And it's like we're kidding ourselves if we don't actually examine that and throw the resources at it. So I'm glad you get it. What part of California are you in really quick? Southern California, Riverside County. Oh, Katie, you might see the failures at a Dodger game in July. No promises, but we're supposed to be out there. And if I actually get a day off, it's it's going to be pretty rowdy. So I'll let you know. Maybe you can come hang out at Kennedy's party. It's a good party. Definitely. Huge baseball fan here. Oh, is that true, Katie? Come on. We got to go to a game. Yeah. I just, I, I'm really just trying I'm to down. get, I'm just trying to get somebody to split Lincoln's beer tab. That's all I'm really doing here. But I'd hang out. You seem fun. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Definitely. That would be fun. All right. We'll see you on the West Coast. Be good. There she goes, the great Katie. Might be the Dodger game with me and the Link Man, who I'm, I'm going to be honest, the Link Man, not a cheap date to a ball game. Shut your mouth. Nah, he's fine. Lincoln's a good kid. Uh, Jenny, Jenny, uh, she's never been to Dodger Stadium, and we're supposed to be out there uh, the first week of July. I got TV stuff to do out there, so it's not going to be a wild hangout like it might sound, uh, but I would like to get out to a ball game if we can work that out. Um, Brian is on the line in Ohio. Jenny Fela's home state. He's in the Buckeye State. Yo, Brian. Jimmy, what's up? Good. Now, I consider you a disaster expert because you live in the same state as the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> well, I live on the other side of the state, so oh. I'm a Pittsburgh fan. Oh, I'm lucky you. All right. Nice ballpark. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's beautiful. It's the best in the majors, for sure. For sure. Um, what do you think here? Like, I mean, you're looking at the situation. You've heard the show. You've watched everybody all week on TV. What, I mean, what, what's the deal? All right. So, uh, you know. We always talk about, or you always talk about on the show, mm-hmm. you know, about the Democrats. Uh, they're always pandering to the grievance crowd. That's mm-hmm. all they do. They point fingers. They point fingers. And they put themselves in a box. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't a, just a Democrat problem. It's not just a Republican problem. It's an American problem having this type of violence. Mm-hmm. And they put themselves in a box. They have no way to actually give any type of solution. Mm-hmm. All they know how to do is point fingers. And that's polarizing the country more and more every day. We're becoming more divisive, and it's just terrible. It's true, because in this moment, their immediate reaction, we're talking like day of the shooting, is, oh, screw the Republicans, screw the NRA, screw anybody. And the fact that they really do, they they try to leverage this stuff, and it's why, like, you don't feel like you can have a conversation, you don't feel like you can make progress, because one side's just showing up to blame you. And it's it's like it's so immature. So it's like there's this real part of me, man. I, I'm so impressed by our show this week because everybody's been great. No one is calling up and it's not like a bile distillery. And I know people are angry, but everybody's made a lot of good points. And I think the best point is the whole arc of the show, man. You know, I always say everybody just needs to chill out like we're doing it on this show. And if you could get the rest of the country to just chill out, not operate from a place of emotion, you can solve problems. Because that's the thing. Like, when you're in a high-stakes situation, that's what they tell you to do. Try to relax. Try to calm down. Ari Fleischer, who was on Air Force One on September 11th when it was the only plane in the sky, he had told me on this show that it was the calmest place he had ever encountered. He said because the stakes were just so high, it's like America under attack on the homeland. He said nobody had time for emotion. You don't, you know, you don't have the luxury of emotion. You really got to figure out how to get this right. And I think that's where we are now. But people are letting their emotion color the conversation instead of their judgment. So... You're one of the good guys, Brian. Even if you're a, even if you're a Pirates fan, I'll still root for you. Oh, hey, you know, we'll, we'll still like you too. We'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, you I have some older relatives that's a barbecue festival. Oh, is that true? When is that going down? 
uh, just uh, tomorrow night, our uh, hometown. Oh, uh, actually, win. the next town over is having a big barbecue festival, and they're having a throwback concert for one of our bands from the 90s. Oh, that's a win. Is it a band I know? Blossoms. Yeah, the Jim Blossoms. Oh, get out of here. I know. Yeah. Hey, Jealousy, that jam? Absolutely. So I remember the lyrics. We could drive around this town and let the cops chase us around. And uh, (laughs) I can tell you that as a senior in high school, in my buddy Ray DeVito's Blue Buick Regal, that song was on Z100, our local Top 40 station, and the cops were literally chasing us around. The irony. Because we were uh, punk kids. We used to drive around with a fire extinguisher and shoot pedestrians with it. I told you, I'm a mess growing up. And uh, we used to, like, soak our friends with fire extinguishers, and we got pulled over by the cops. Literally listening to the lyric, we could drive around this town and let the cops chase us around. And we literally cheered as we got pulled over and then ultimately beat up because my dad was a cop in my hometown, and the cops were extra mean to me uh, because they knew they wouldn't get in trouble with my dad. Yeah, I got my ass kicked a lot. (laughs) Not good. Uh, But I'm better now, Brian. So have fun at the barbecue. Give my best to the band, okay? Will do, will do. There you go, brother. 888-788-9910. We're going to get to all of your calls. It's just the You and Me Friday. We're back after this. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon having a grown-up talk about how we handle school shootings, how we deter them in the future, what can be done better. Uh, We've taken every one of your submissions. I mean, understand, if you're out there, you're on the fence about calling in. I don't know anything, okay? I'm an adult man who plays video games. I'm 44, okay? Yeah, I've accumulated a lot of wisdom driving a a taxi and working my butt off in the cable news industry, Uh, but this is very much like... You know, it's just a think tank. If you got an idea, we want it. I mean, heaven forbid it works. We could actually make some progress instead of just calling ourselves names all day. Eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero. Bill is batting leadoff. He's in the Lake of the Ozarks. Yo, Bill. Hey, hey, buddy. Jimmy, what's up, buddy? You know, I'm over here. I'm trying to, you know, trying to. I'm trying to hold this country together, Bill. I'm, I'm, I'm requesting all the backup I can get today because it's such an ugly day in the news. But uh, you guys are doing a stellar job, so don't screw it up now. Every time you turn around, there's another turd in the punch bowl. You know? so. <laughs> well, since you put it that way, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, from now on, I'm gonna go to a BYOB from now on. Yeah, <laughs> never, never drink also, the punch at Amber Heard's house is what you're telling me. Okay, good to know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you brought it up earlier in the week, and uh, you're talking about parenting, and I, I gave a talk at my alma mater one time years ago, and. There was a guy there. I wish I could remember his name, but he he said, parents are the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. And just to bring that fact home is look at Joe and Hunter. You know, so. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying, I mean, the the, the phrase, I mean, when you're saying that, though, parents being the root of all evil is we're essentially saying Mm -hmm. what? Parents are failing society. Is that is that the argument there? Basically, I mean, you have a child, you have a responsibility to to raise that child to fit in within our society, you know, and to have honesty and morals and so on. That's your responsibility. That's, you know, that's what my parents did. And I'm sure that's what your parents did. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's the frustration is you got a lot of people in this, in this day and age who are not prioritizing the kid. That's the issue. So yeah, I worked, mm -hmm. worked at a gas dock over here and 
Uh, there's a two-year-old kid started to act up, and they handed him an iPad. You know. Yeah, that's so, the thing. Uh-huh. But that's that that it, iPad, it which drove is me nuts. Yeah, because it's convenient you babysitting, but it's actu- exactly yeah. But it's it, it, you're right to say this when kids live their whole life on a screen, and this is the first generation of kids to yeah. live their whole life on a screen. When you live in a yeah. world of make believe, you don't really process mm-hmm. the value of the lives around you the same way. You know, we've all no, met, and they're not taught the values. No, it's true. They're it's not a, taught them. We definitely you know? need to stop. I don't. I don't think it's one particular item that's going to solve this. But I oh, definitely God, no. think, and no. I know you know that. But I definitely yeah. think there's something to be said for parents having to do more for us to be putting oh, more of goodness. an effort into, you know, what these kids are coming from. Because there's definitely a common thread between every one of these kids. I mean, if you look at the school shootings, ninety nine percent of them don't actually yeah. have a dad in the home. You know, so. There's yeah. something to be said for having one. Or you know, but you can still presence. raise a good kid without a father. Of course. Of you know? course. You just got to make the effort. That's the, that's the truth. You know? And yeah. it is effort. Hell, yep. you know it. Yep. You know? Yeah, no, I believe you it. Know, well, you're doing it right now. Well, Je- Jenny you know, knows no. it better than me. I just play the video games well, and drink perhaps. the beer with the kid. But there's, there's value in that. <laughs> there is value in beer well, on the yeah. patio, too. You get it, Bill. Exactly. Hey, good stuff, brother. We'll do it again soon. I hope you have a great weekend. There he goes. 888-788-9910. I see every one of you on hold. We're just going right to you at the top of the next hour. It is a me and you day. That's what we're doing today. No guests in the next hour. Just you guys. Just your radio buddy. We're going to try to solve this problem. I know everybody wants to score political points, but we're actually going to fly into the storm and solve it. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do. From the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who is not changing his story. Uh, Worth pointing out in this hour, we're having a family meeting here on the show. We're doing a full hour exclusively of your phone calls at 888-788-9910. But I mention changing stories uh, for several reasons. First and foremost, the story coming out of law enforcement in Texas, where we're dealing with this horrific shooting at the Robert Mann Elementary School that left 19 children and two teachers dead. Uh, The story being told this morning uh, to reporters just moments ago by Colonel Steve McCraw, drastically different than what we were initially told. Now, if you remember, we were told that a law enforcement officer encountered the shooter outside the building. They exchanged gunfire, at which point the officer was wounded and the shooter made his way inside. It sounds a little bit more, you know, noble, sounds a little bit more heroic. But we're now told there was no law enforcement officer on the scene. A teacher propped open the door that the shooter ultimately entered. And the law enforcement that was on the scene, 19 cops in total, were told to stand down and did not breach the classroom where the shooter had barricaded the kids in because they had made the assumption that everybody else in the building was safe. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Yo, we do not make assumptions. When there is an armed gunman inside a school, there are no assumptions. Okay, you go in. You know, you go in if you're unarmed, as some parents did in that situation. And uh, it is a changing story. It's the first of two changing stories. Beto O'Rourke, that pandering jackass. You guys saw him storm the briefing earlier this week when Governor Abbott is legitimately briefing parents who have lost their children. 
This is not a moment where the floor is open to idea submissions. This is a moment where Beto, a pandering jackass, shows up with a camera crew thinking he's going to get some relevance by acting out against the governor. This is your fault. Oh, that solves the problem then. Okay, the real problem is there are a lot of people like Beto in this day and age that think it's more important to be seen than it is to be right. So they grandstand for attention, but nothing nothing they're doing is designed to help. It's designed to get them more attention. That's what this is about. And the idea that people are so devoid of empathy, so devoid of shame, that they're willing to go corrupt a moment that belongs to actual grieving parents. Yo, that's not the kind of thing you're supposed to share with anybody. That's not meaning that's not the kind of thing that's supposed to take a backseat to anything. We owe these parents the dignity. Okay, the solace of that moment, okay, that moment of unimaginable horror that they're experiencing. And now you've got some guy forcing his politics into your moment of grief and horror. Okay, but that's who Beto is. That's why the country's a mess. People prioritize attention more than they prioritize anything else. Decorum. Okay, respect, decency. There's not a lot of it out there, okay? it's plenty of it on this show. You guys have been great, man. Phone calls have been outrageous. I can't wait to get back to them. But Beto's story has changed. Okay, what I mean by that is when Beto was running for president, he famously said what? I'm coming for your AR-15s. I'm going to take them all away. What an idiot. Okay, first of all, you're not coming for anybody's AR-15s, okay? The government coming for people's guns is an actual civil war. I'm not calling for one. This is not me advocating for violence, but it's the whole point of having guns. And so your rights aren't infringed upon by a tyrannical government that you can protect yourself against. Again, this is a government that just forced people to get a vaccine if they didn't want it. This is a government that forced people to stay home and not go to school or church or work even if they wanted to go and take the risk for themselves. They were able to do that to an armed society. Can you imagine what they'd be willing to trample onto an unarmed society? I didn't want to fathom it. Okay, and for that reason, people aren't giving up their guns. But the point is when Beto ran for president and lost, got his ass handed to him, he said, oh, I'm coming for your guns because it was popular at the time. But then on his campaign website, because, you know, he's now running for governor, he modified the position two months ago, realizing, hey, I'm going to take your guns isn't politically expedient. I don't know that his beliefs changed, but his website sure did. And his website said, I would like to minimize the amount of assault rifles in society. But now, somewhere around April, it might have even been May, but somewhere between April 1st and today, we're assuming it was like two days ago that he did this, he now went onto his website, changed it a third time, and the official position now is no one should have one of these guns at all. Get him out of here. Get him out. And that's why, yeah, Beto, you know, he's going to lose this election, and, you know, it'll be addition by subtraction. But it's, again, it's an ever-changing story designed to do what? To capitalize on the grief of this moment. It's disgusting. And I'm not happy with the cops right now either. But we're still getting more details out of them. From what I've heard, I really don't like. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, before we get back to the calls, here's the clip. This is Colonel Steve McCraw, uh, and he was basically laying out the situation. You say there were 19 officers gathered in the hallway or, or somewhere. What efforts were made to try and break through that door? You say it was locked. What efforts were the officers making to try and break through either that door or another door to get inside that classroom? None at that time. The, the on-scene commander at the time believed that it had transitioned from an active shooter to a barricaded subject. Sir, you have 
people who are alive, children who are calling 911 saying, please send the police. They are alive in that classroom. There are lives that are at risk. Hey, That's not we're, protocol, we're well, is we're, it? We're well aware of that. Right, yeah. but why was this decision made not to go in and rescue these children? Again, you know, the on-scene commander considered it a barricaded subject and that there was time and there were no ch more children at risk. Obviously, obvi obviously, you know, based upon the information we have, there were children in that classroom that were at risk and it was, in fact, still an active shooter situation and not a barricaded subject. I mean, guys, this is a very pro-law enforcement show, but you understand when there's kids inside a classroom, okay, no assumptions can be made. We decided it wasn't an active shooter, so what does that mean? He's killed enough people, he's just hanging out now, so we're going to let him be? I mean, in what world is this acceptable? The correct answer is in no world. So I am disappointed, and I don't want to do, you know, an hour of bashing because I don't have all the information and I don't think it's helpful. But there are people whose stories are continuously changing to the detriment of this society. But rather than focusing on that, I'm trying to take as many of your calls as I can because this is a pretty smart audience, man. It's, it's, it's blowing my mind that this many intelligent people are listening to my show. It makes me think I've got to go study harder. I'm terrified. Uh, but let's get right back into the calls because you guys have been so good today. We shouldn't stop now. Vin is in Pennsylvania. Yo, Vin. Hey, how's it going, Jimmy? Good, man. Uh, you guys are carrying the show this week. Do I owe you money for the effort, or how does this work out? I'll just send a check in the mail. <laughs> You're the best. I was I was hoping you'd be like, nah, Jimmy, it's the least we could do. But sure enough, it's how these Pennsylvania folks will do you. I get it. Uh, what do you think? What would you? What would your? What is your fix? Or what would you? What are you even thinking about? What would? What would you modify? Well, it was amazing, you know, with technology today that. They don't have a camera in every room and hallway hmm. and a monitor outside that they can see every part of that, even if it's not a school, even if it's a building. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they would know exactly what's going on, where the person is. Yep. I mean, that makes sense to me from a standpoint of what we were just told by the cop is that they made it they, they made an assumption that it was no longer an active shooter situation and the kids weren't in danger so they didn't breach the school but what again a, a camera tells them the truth in that situation so I, I like your suggestion here and um, the thing is so yeah. easy today you know with all the Wi-Fi and mm -hmm. you know you don't have to wire anything just put the camera up and have a uh, central monitor where you can see every room yep. No, something something like that is helpful, especially in this situation when you're trying to get to the bottom of it. But I think as helpful as that is, I still think I'm trying to wrap my head around this idea that, you know, so the cops didn't go into the school because they didn't think it was a they, – they didn't think – they thought it was a barricade situation. They didn't think it was a active shooter situation. But if the guy fired shots outside the school, he's now inside the school with a gun. In what world are we just leaving people alone in schools with a gun? You know what I mean? This is yeah. psychotic. So, and everybody is afraid to go in because they didn't know where he was. But yeah. if you had cameras, you knew exactly where he was. Yep, that's a good point. Uh, no, I, I actually think this is something that will probably get uh, a lot of traction. Like if we're really going to commit to funding schools in the sense that we're going to modify them for safety. And I don't think there's well, I mean, any argument. Be, you know what I mean? That'd be a cheap, be a cheap fix. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, 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 with, I'm with you 100%. Just don't hire the guys who put the cameras on the New York City subway. That's all I ask because none of the cameras worked. That's the problem. But great call, Vin. Well, we'll get to more calls after this. Be well, brother. 
888-788-9910. One call, then we got a quick celebrity drop-in uh, coming our way. Chris is on the line in Rochester, New York. Yo, Chris. Hey, Jimmy. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, yes, I just wanted to add to the discussion. Mm-hmm. It's been very good, certainly. Um, Jimmy, I, I was a headmaster in Rochester for many years, ran a private school, and I don't understand, you know, no one talks about the principal. Where was the team, the safety team in this school? No one went into action. It just, mm-hmm. it seems like everyone was out at lunch and yeah. nobody was doing their job. Yeah, it's really, that's that's the thing. And, and when, you know, you hear people yelling and screaming about new rules and new legislation, what you have to understand is you, these things still need to be enforced. Like this kid shouldn't have had guns now, you understand. He did pass a background check, but this kid was a problematic kid that the community was aware of. So you're right to say execution is so primal, it's so important that we're kidding ourselves if we just think we're going to legislate this stuff out of society. You know, it it takes a, you know, people got to play good ball out there. And it doesn't sound like anybody was playing good ball at that school that day. And it's it's only making – you know, which is such a horrific tragedy, that much harder to process is that we're realizing these kids, these actual children were failed by the people that were supposed to protect them. So not a great look uh, for the cops right. out there, you know, at it's all. Terrible. And, uh, and I'm going to say the school personnel, because when you do drills, you're drilling with the local police officers and you're on the same team and you yeah. know what the protocol is. Mm-hmm. If there is anyone with a gun, it's locked down and that's all there is to it. It yeah. sounds really bad. It is bad. And of course, this kids had all of the people yeah. that died had to suffer. Hey, listen, Jimmy, I know you got to go, but I have a dilemma. Mm-hmm. You are in Utica the same weekend. I'm supposed to be at Jones Beach for Skinner. What should I do? Oh, wow. That's that is true, because. I, and I know they're there on June 4th. That's I just right. saw them at a Tunnel to Towers event uh, here on Liberty Island. They were amazing. Um, you think I should do that then? Here's the thing. If you go to Skinnerd, you could probably take Jenny and Lincoln because they're not going to be in Utica. And Lincoln loves right. Skinnerd. So, well, there you go. All right, Somehow if you, you make it happen, man. All right. If you call in next week, I'll get it worked out. Tickets are on Lincoln. You don't worry. I'll take it right out of his money. He's got you know a couple of bucks saved up from his birthday. He doesn't need that money. I'll handle it. All right, Chris? Even better. Good stuff. I'll see you soon, brother. 888-788-9910. More of your calls coming back. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I always characterize this show as, you know, America's family meeting. So you have the highest security clearance in the cable news and broadcast radio business. And you're always hanging out with me and my pals. And what we've been doing for the last 72 hours is just literally having that dinner table discussion about how we make the country better. Well, joining me now at the radio dinner table uh, is good of a, mam- a family member in good standing in the Fela, uh administration as possible. You know him as the co-host of the Gutfeld Show. Tyrus is in the house. Hey, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I don't know why I couldn't speak English during your intro. I'm like, he's a bubba. I do have a bat. I do have the bat. Tyrus is here wielding a bat. This is the second most menacing thing you've ever done outside my radio studio. I want to refresh your memory really quick. About a year ago, you had some weightlifting apparatus. Yes. Remember it was like a spring or something? Yeah, it's awesome. I still have it, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Tyrus was standing outside of my studio, like outside the fishbowl window, 
pressing this enormous feat of strength type thing. It was a gauge, yeah. It goes up to 400 pounds. But making yeah. like a little bit of a menacing face. I actually slid a chair in front of the door because I wasn't sure if you were coming in for the champ. I was just getting ready. Getting my mind right. Well, I hope you're ready for some calls because Tyrus yeah. and I are going to continue to take your calls for the remainder of the hour, and then he's got to go tape another episode of Gutfeld. So if you've been on hold, you're now talking to me and Tyrus. Let's go to Adam, who's batting leadoff in the great state of Texas. He's down in Henderson. Yo, Adam. Hey, what's going on, Jimmy? Here's to being 44 and playing video games. <laughs> hey, Yo. I'm riding that train with you, Briz. I'm yeah. riding that train with you. <laughs> Ty- Tyrus is right with you. He plays video games all day. In what? my office. I got an Xbox. <laughs> but, Adam. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. What are you have solutions? Let me hear it. Well, man, I mean, you know, it's like all of the, you know, big problems and issues have been covered. I mean, obviously, we have to have security. Our kids need to be safe. And, you know, taking guns away from citizens isn't the answer. But, like, well, I've been, just, I've been thinking about this the last couple of days, man. And this just came out like this door was propped open in this school. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they just recently did active shooter drills at this school is what's been reported. I don't know if that's fact yeah. or not. I don't know what the time frame is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I live in small town Texas, Mm -hmm. and, like, I understand, you know, I mean, you're at school, you know, maybe stuff at home's, you know, not great. You want the back door open so you can go grab a cigarette or get a breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that's happening. Mm -hmm. But, like, there just seems to be a big lack of awareness that it's not safe walking out your front door nowadays. It's different. Like, we want to live in Mm – it is. I I think this is the issue, really quick. society changed like before our eyes, just the way airports changed after 9-11, schools have changed. And, uh, you know, me and Ty were talking off the air, right, Ty? It's like, you know, we don't want to blame these people. It's still the shooter. I I mean, what would you say the priority is here, Ty? Is is it we need to be focusing on the people doing this? What would you say? Adam, don't go anywhere. Don't put down your Nintendo controller. I just got to get Tyrus' thoughts. (laughs) To to understand what that teacher is going to have to live with for the rest of his or her life. Yeah. Uh, we do get a, a sense, and this is an American thing, where we get a, eh, it's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not us. Yeah, it's yeah. them. You yeah. know, And we have a, a mainstream media who doesn't put the focus on individuals. So we're not ever thinking or talking about bad individuals out there. It's always bad government. It's always bad groups. It's yeah. always Personal the responsibility. easy thing. It's the racist thing. And, yeah. no, that's not me. That's not my community. Mm-hmm. And we have to... We have to just like every airport thinks that there's somebody coming in there to do harm every Mm -hmm. day. Yeah, and they have people in place for that. They have the TSA agents. They have they have their own police department. Are you saying fortify the schools that would? We have to have people there who are trained specifically Uh for anticipating bad actors. We have to start planning for monsters in every community. Yep. So where if that teacher makes that mistake, there's someone there who's patrolling the front and go, "Who left this door open?" Mm Because that's his job. He's not dealing with behaviors in the school. He's not dealing with tardy notes. He's specifically there for one reason. Mm -hmm. Keep the school safe. And you need more than one, but that's the the issue. Defense wins championships. Adam, really quick, okay, while we have you here. Uh, You toasted video games in your 40s. Is there a go-to? What is the best 80s game? Would you say it's Mike Tyson's Punch-Out or Tecmo Bowl on the original Nintendo? Oh, man, you're going to do that to me. All right. Um, Then I'll answer for you. It's Tecmo Bowl, Tyrus. Do you want to argue? Get out of my head. 
<laughs> no, because Tecmo, no, Tecmo Bowl has Bowl. cheats. Oh, because of Bo Jackson? Oh, Not no. just Bo Jackson. The oh, Dallas no. Cowboys uh, tight end. Is, yeah. Even if they blitz the play, he'll still make the catch. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, well, Walter, talking Walter to a Texan. Payton. He's not yeah. going to argue against that. And uh, Walter Payton, once you get him going up and down, up and down, you Zig-zags. can forget about it. It's over. All right. So Tyrus but, is, is a champion of integrity in video games. Adam, I am not. Is your game Tech Mobile or what was it? Really quick. Man, it's a hard one, dude. I really enjoyed Tech Mobile, but I got to go with Mike Tyson's punch out, man. That was the first one I played on the uh, NES. Uh, listen, I just love that you called up confident about your ability to solve school shootings, but you couldn't give us a video game. <laughs> Good call, Adam. We'll get to more of your calls after this on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Stack in the deck. Tyrus is in studio. Co-host in the hour. We're taking your calls at 888-788-9910. We have one very straightforward rule. We say it every day on the program. You'd be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Just don't be a... That's all we ask, right? Tyrus, we're pretty low maintenance. Seems, seems fair. It's an all-skate. Do you remember when the roller rink had all-skate? You know what? I was a big roller rink guy. I get I just it. Kind of stayed. I, but I was in the arcade. Oh, I did hang it. out in there. I was a <laughs> table hockey, ghetto hockey, as we called it. That was my game. That's where I ruled. <laughs> table That's hockey. where I ruled the ice planes. You, you know, at United Skates, where I actually was dominant, was also not in the rink. I was playing the video game Double Dragon. Do you remember uh, yeah. Double Dragon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The gang fighting game? Knee, head to the knee, knee to the head, knee to the head, knee to the head, throw. Yes. Yeah. Was, yeah. Double Dragon was like the first violent street yes, game. Yes, that it, and Kung Fu Fighter. That, I know it well. I actually yeah. play the soundtrack a lot at home to get my wife to go crazy. Me and Lincoln play it. But right now, we're not playing video games. We're trying to solve the world's problems. Uh, We got all kinds of callers on hold. Renee has been waiting very patiently. She is on Strong Island. Yo, Renee. Hey, Jimmy. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Tyrus. Hey, how are you? Uh, Love the show. Um, My my whole, um, my point is, what about you know, we need to fund the police, number one. We need, they need money back in in their system. But what about adding, uh, hiring like a special force for these schools? Have cops assigned to schools as part of their regular job description? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think that would be a good solution. Well, you know what's funny, what do you, what do Renee? You think about that? We're already halfway there because when I was a kid, Ty, you might have had this too. There was a school security guard at night that would chase people off the bleachers for drinking beer. You know, you basically right. just upgrade that position. And I, but I would think more than one. What would you think, Ty? Would you want? I would say five. You would, you right? You need five, uh, yeah. and you need to. Uh, we need we need police officers back in our neighborhoods. We yeah. need police officers, not necessarily even in the cars, walking the beat again. The presence to where everyone knows Officer Johnson. Yeah, you, you got, know he's he knows every kid in the neighborhood. He's, he's on a he's, foot he's post, part of, yeah, and we know he works. You and know, he's, twelve and he's to there. Eights. His yeah. presence is there, and there's familiarity, which builds trust. Yep. Number one. Two, you need a team. Uh, mm-hmm. And the same thing, my, I went to school in California. Our schools are predominantly outside. Yeah. So we had a whole security team, uh, and a lot of them, we didn't have, uh, we had our police officer, our school officer, but our security guards weren't armed. So for the super liberals, who I don't want guns around my children, they had walkie-talkies, and there was a group of them. And okay. they spent the entire day, their only job was to deal with disturbances mm-hmm. and and protecting the area. Yeah. So they can't you can't have them do other things. You okay. can't have the the school protection sheriff if that's what it's, you're gonna call they it. They have one job. The yeah. old phrase you they have don't one deal job. With be, they don't deal with behaviors. They yep. don't do every day they're assuming that someone just like at mm-hmm. the airport is gonna just come like and at a do bank, them harm. 
They're assuming there's harm out so, there. So, Renee, you have one over Tyrus. I'll see what the rest of the callers think, uh, and, and we'll relay back to you. And I'm going to have Lee Zeldin on in a little bit from Suffolk County, so we'll get some good Long Island oh. diner talk in for you, okay? Yeah, and he's, a, and he's a Ranger fan, so I love Lee. Oh, well, there you go. Well, we'll see if the Rangers turn it around. Good talk, Renee. I'll see you soon, girlfriend. Be well. 888-788-9910. Uh, Christina on the line in Pearland, Texas. Hey, Christina. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I got Tyrus over here. We're doing like, it's like a duet. It's like the video game Double Dragon. You got to fight both yep. of us. But uh, what do you think? You're yeah, in Texas. Go ahead. On, on, on Nintendo games, I got to say from the 1980s, Legend of Zelda was the way to go. Yep. As long as you knew where the meat bone was. You had to <laughs> know what the meat bone was phone. That stumped the world because no one knew what to do. No one knew it. You had to feed the little guy. Yeah. If you didn't feed the little guy, you had big problems. You were Christina. stuck. If you had the baby yeah. formula shortage in Zelda, you had issues. Um, <laughs> Christina, let's talk. You said something about medication to our call screener. Yes. Yeah, so, um so whenever the Santa Fe shooting happened, I lived five minutes from that school. Okay. I live five hours from Uvalde. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, anywhere in America, it hits close to home, but especially here in Texas and being that close mm-hmm. to a school. Um, I know here in Pearland, we have school security. There's one point of entry. We have officers who are assigned to the school. But my thing is mental illness, of course, is an issue. And I think we should create a nationwide database where physicians can go in. And if somebody is prescribed an antipsychotic medication, they be put on this database. So whenever they go to a gunsmith or an arms room or something to purchase a gun, their name has to be entered or, you know, pulled me, up on the database. Okay, let me jump in and make a point really quick because I know in the, in the course of a background check, I, I don't specifically know, and if somebody wants to call in and tell us, I don't know whether or not that exists in some way, shape, or form right now. They do ask you. Yeah, um, they ask you, you but you there's no, they're not ascertaining. But, but um, this, is when you get, this is when it gets kind of tricky because people's yeah. right to privacy. And then yeah. there's the other side of it, and she has a great point. The problem is you have to get people who seek help. Yeah. And a lot of times right. these they individuals don't. don't. So and we also are dealing with a lack of quality health care for the mentally ill. We, we're yeah. seeing it in our homeless. We're seeing it in our populations. Therapists tend to be expensive. And it just seems to be a shortage of them. Yeah. So it's a, it's at a the great very idea least, in theory. Yeah. At the very least, we should be pouring more money into mental health. Yeah. I mean, And there I needs think to be facilities, is. and it should be more than just the scary things in movies. Yeah, the, that's a great point, you know. too. And if we're going to send $40 billion to Ukraine, no, no offense to Ukraine, but it's about time we invested in the home team. You, you drop know? $40 billion into yeah. protecting our schools, and you make grants, and you, you yeah. deal with volunteers, and et cetera. It can be done. It can be done quickly, effectively. And we don't deal with the problem and, But you have to make sure that every dime, there's no money for mm-hmm. search. There's no money for advertisement. There's no money no. for senators no to show up. Yeah, no Literally every cent yeah. goes to the schools. I, I give you an amen. Hey, Christina, uh, you're really onto something with this theory. And my staff just wanted to relay that if you do know anybody with prescription drugs that wants to get rid of a few, please call back, okay? Absolutely. And also, I just wanted to let you know that I will be in New York City the Ooh. end of next month. Oh, so. Whoa. It'll be an honor to be in the same city where you brought Oh, we're hanging out. If you call, I'll make sure you get a Fox tour. You just call into the show that week. Have them go to Gutfeld. Yeah, we'll, we'll have you go to Gutfeld, and you can see the show and hang out with me and Ty in the whole Barnyard Jamboree. How about that? Oh, awesome.
him. I actually spoke with you yesterday. Too. I know. I, I I'm aware. That. Yeah. I'm paying attention to our friendship, Christina. I'm not a He has no radio social buddy. life. All he, he has, has is this radio. All I have is the show. When the show's yeah. over, I just I go home and play Zelda, you know. Yeah. And then gets yelled at for not doing his chores. <laughs> Good stuff, Christina. I'll see you next month. 888-788-9910. You're talking to Jimmy and Tyrus right now. Uh, John is in John Day, Oregon. Yo, John. Hey, Jimmy. My uh, man. Listen, uh, in all these shootings throughout the years, mm-hmm. I have never once ever heard that a blood test was given to the shooter immediately after he's apprehended, killed himself, or he was shot. Why isn't that done? To find out if these people aren't on drugs at the time they're doing this perpetration to these kids and stop blaming the gun owners. Well, it's an interesting point because, you know, if a cop is involved in a shooting, there's a toxicology test. Ty, do you know offhand? I, I don't know if they do this. I mean, there's an autopsy if he's killed, but if he lives, I don't know. But regardless, you've got to separate the cause and effects. Yeah. What inspires a person to do evil mm-hmm. is, is different with every situation. So you can't blame it on if they're on drugs. Maybe that gave them courage. Maybe they did a shot of whiskey before. They, whatever yeah. Whatever they, they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. So when you start to blame things like guns, drugs, mm-hmm. parents. Worth knowing, but yeah. It's, it's part of maybe figuring out the motives, but yeah. the responsibility goes to that individual. And if we just think in terms of these are – these are real. It's not Bigfoot. It's not ghosts. Mm-hmm. There's one in every city, some cases four or five. If that's our mindset, it doesn't matter if they're taking drugs or not because we are being preventative. Yeah. And that's what we need to be. We need to make soft targets hard. Yep. No, that makes sense. But, John, again, you're on to something in the sense that, you know, if you were to look at a spreadsheet of all of these mass shooters and find out that literally like 19 out of 20 of them were on the same drug prescribed over the course of six months – then I think it's very relevant to the conversation, you know, because this is the kind of thing, uh, the actual shooting that manifests itself over time. They don't just take one pill and say, I'll shoot at the school. Um, but it's worth having that information. So, John, I think it's a great point. Uh, keep up the good work out there. 888-788-9910. One more quick call with Tyrus. This guy's got a TV show to do. Fred, he is in Chicago, Illinois. Yo, Fred. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jimmy, for taking my call. How are you? I'm great. One fast question before we get into the substance. Um, if me and Tyrus are in Chicago, whose deep dish pizza are we supposed to be eating? Are we supposed to be eating you're Mike's to, or Giordano's no, or somebody else's? No, not, no, you're supposed to go to Pizzeria Uno, hands down. Ooh, that's aggressive. I didn't see that. Yeah, but coming. it's only one pizza. Yeah, it's Pizzeria Uno. They only got the one pot. Is there Pizzeria no, Trace? <laughs> we no, need to go to Pizzeria Dos. Yeah. It's you know it's Uno and Dewey, by the okay. way. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, all right. Then then you still <laughs> have the floor. We pizza hands down, and you order the Uno. All right. Uh-huh. Well, then we won't hang up just yet. Now, Frank, what, what what's your takeaway, Fred? What's your takeaway here? Well, there's a lot of mistakes, obviously. Uh, horrible tragedy. A lot of mistakes, uh, from the teacher opening the door to um, the police. Uh, I mean, when you're an officer and you're taking uh, that oath, man, yeah. uh, you, you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. When you hear a dispatch call and the words gun and school are in the same sentence, yeah. um, you go in there, no questions asked. Yep. And I think people need to, I honestly think People need to be to get fired over this. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, you're going to see that because the, the explanation we were given. And again, I'm not doing the bash the cop show. It's easy to second guess because we're not the ones there facing the threat. But cops might get shot is not a justification for kids getting shot. So I feel your frustration there. 
But again, and, and and the fact that I don't know where the shooter is, hey, yeah. guess what? That's going to be every time I go in there. Yeah. No, now, no um, I'd like to see a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a weird thing that I was thinking about, but mm-hmm. I'd like to see a spreadsheet of I've seen the mugshots of these guys. Um, and, you know, sex is a great stress reliever. Um, a lot of these guys don't seem to yeah. have a girlfriend. Are you prescribing? Um, are you prescribing medicinal prostitution? No, actually, no, I think he is on to something. He is on to something. I'm kidding. Saying, yeah. No, I'm just saying. Um, man, it's like uh, you know, back in the day, people used to get married at 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you would be already into that relationship. And mm-hmm. now it's getting uh, further and further down the road. And I think a lot of these kids, man, yeah, um, like this last guy, uh-huh. he was showing off what he was going to do to this girl to girls. in Sweden. No, you're right. I mean, honestly, like think, think about celebrities that have been shot by guys that were trying to impress celebrities. You know, I mean, it's crazy. You know, that's a that's a good point. But we definitely peaked at pizza. Let Ty and I are going to hash this out, Fred, because he's got to go shoot a TV show. Uh, you think there's something there, man? Uh, I think there has something to do with the the lost male. Yeah, especially the young male. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too much competition. Mm-hmm. They and then they fall into these subgroups. Yeah, and they don't get attention from women, which I think is a great point, or men, yeah. mm-hmm. um, depending on their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Then they tend to form groups. Yeah. On social media, where everything is fantasy and made up, and things like the the girlfriend in Sweden, yeah, yeah, and but the frustration, and now they're finding instead of looking for answers, they're finding camaraderie, yeah. So he, they attach themselves to others similar. It's almost like you sometimes you have to look at Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. There was a huge problem in Africa when they were culling bull elephants because they had rhino deaths. Other small elephants or animals were being killed. Why? Because the teenage elephants had no one to keep them in line. Wow. And they weren't being accepted by adult females, yeah. so they started killing and attacking and raping. And, oh, goodness. So, and again, I'm not mm-hmm. – but you have to – it's similar yeah, in a sense where teenage we're boys, looking yeah. at social deviant young men who mm-hmm. don't fit in, mm-hmm. don't have a lot of friends – and they're looking for outlets, and then they go on social media, and they're getting instantaneously exposed to levels of pornography, uh, violence where you can just shoot your way out of anything. Yep. And the pornography is unrealistic. Yep. And in some cases, it's not like what we grew up with watching yeah. Skinaflex yeah. and things like that. It is it is graphic. Yeah. It is a lot of times it's violent. Yeah. And they're, they're surrounding themselves with peers who – they feed each other. He yeah. was bragging to his peers about yeah. what he was going to do, yeah. and no one reported him. I know. It's sick. So, I mean, you have to look at it because now you need to be worried about those other three individuals he was talking to. Yeah, it's true because they're in the same yeah. radical mindset that he is. That, I think the, what we've really uncovered, though, in all of this talk here is it's, it's so much bigger than any one thing. And that's the point. That's why yeah. you, you instead of trying to there's – no, there's no golden yeah. solution. There's not yeah. a treasure chest with do this, this, and this, and you stop them. Plan it's, that they're there. Uh-huh. And that's how you that's how you protect yourself. Operate assume, on the assumption they're going to be assume there. there's bad perpetrators in every community. Yep. Every day you don't have a problem. There should be day 750 without incident on mm-hmm. the board at schools, and every day should be a protocol to where we're protecting ourselves. That's now, what it, honestly it needs to be. I think it's a home run point. Uh, that's why you have Tyrus on your show. He'll save the schools. He'll save the princess. He'll he'll talk video games. He'll talk anything. I mean, that's the nice thing about you, man. You play the teams on the schedule. Well, good luck. You got a big gut fell tonight. Uh, finishing up, by the way, 
Uh, hell of a week. Uh, yeah. when, when someone comes into my editorial meeting to tell me how funny you are, you had a great night. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I love I, it every I, night. Shots but... were thrown last night. <laughs> Yo, we beat up Gutfeld bad. I'll post yeah. some of it online last yeah. night. But some of the nastiest one-two prison beatdown jokes. Yeah, I don't think we'll be allowed to be on the show together. So I think, <laughs> this is our last I think time. Gutfeld's meeting was Fala, Tyrus, no. <laughs> we just got to spread them out because between Small World and Can't Ride Rides, yeah, was he was tough. visibly shook. He took some beatings. Yeah. Uh, all right, Tyrus is off to be a TV star, but you and I will continue to hang out after this. Always a pleasure, man. Appreciate the time and the voice. We'll do it again soon. Take care. Back after this. Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's It's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Just taking your calls today. That's the show. 888-788-9910. Rachel on the line in Carnation, Washington. Yo, Rachel. Yo, Jimmy. What's going on? You know, girlfriend. We're we're hanging out. This is not a radio show today. This is like a hang, and everybody's everybody's just kind of here hanging. So thanks for hanging. How about that? Um, that's awesome. I think your listeners are spot on with their ideas and stuff. Um, it's scary to me, I, Rachel, because everybody calling in is so smart. I now have like an inferiority complex. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I was Well, I almost how much because I'm not a video gamer. Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> well, what did you do really quick? What was, what was a young Rachel doing in those days? Were you playing My Little Pony? What was going on? Oh, no, I was dirt biking, riding oh, my ponies, um, total up. tomboy, climbing trees, That's you rad. name it. That's Well, nowadays yeah. you'd be a Tom They. I don't think you can say boy. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> you're a Tom oh, Them. I can. No. <laughs> Good and it's, for you. And it's a master suite, not a primary suite. I just whatever. <laughs> I not love that it. precious. All right, so hold on. You have a theory, because I've kind of talked about this I on do. the show, but I haven't talked about it enough. Um, you talked about kind of the notoriety that's given to the shooter. Is that what you think is an issue here, too? huge and i think it all derived from and it's my personal opinion um is it it all derived from uh, columbine i mean they glorified these kids they continuously repeated their names mm-hmm. they made a movie out of it and they broadcasted it for weeks yep. now all these misguided boys want their five minutes of fame and they don't care what they have to lose or who goes down with them and one of your um your uh listeners said military school mm-hmm. i think that would be awesome because yeah. for men and women in any aspect of life that you go into having that structure and that discipline i think is spot on and plus it would give xi ping i'd put a b, a b in his bonnet <laughs> everybody's had it with that guy he said it too good for too long yeah. that dirt bag <laughs> But you're right. Exactly. I, I mean, there were certain things. There were certain things that we have kind of relaxed in our society in terms of discipline. I mean, on a higher level, p- jailing people. I mean, there's we've taken so much of the accountability away from the individual, and we're blaming society for what people do wrong. But you're right to say we've got to discipline the individual perpetrators, and if that means military exactly. school or something else. See, Rachel, you get it. You don't have to play video games to get me, girlfriend. You could ride ponies and dirt bikes and be a Tom. Them, it still works. <laughs> Good call. Hey, I had a BB gun. I know how to shoot. Oh, I knew it. I knew I loved you. There she goes. Back with more of your calls after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do. 
the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up in this hour. You talk about an embarrassment of radio riches. We're going to have a quick chat with Lee Zeldin. He is, of course, a gubernatorial candidate here in the great state of New York. Uh, But we're going to spend most of the hour with some you and me time on the phones. We've been trying. We've been uh, all week long pooling our intellectual resources to try to come up with some type of fix for this school shooting situation. It's a sick world we live in. It's an awful story. But we are the adults in the room, and we're playing the teams on the schedule. And unfortunately, we've got a real dastardly team out there, a lot of sick maniacs attacking little kids. It's garbage. It's disgusting. Uh, But rather than pointing fingers and yelling and screaming at the other political side, we've spent 72 hours having adult conversations. So if you want to be a part of it and chime in, I'm going to get to every call I can. 888-788-9910. The rules are always the same. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a. That is it. Uh, for those of you watching Failavision, I was on with the great Harris Faulkner earlier today. We will post that on the Fox Across America Facebook page, and I will post some clips tonight from my Gutfeld appearance because last night's Gutfeld uh, was really was. It was me, Tyrus, Cat, Morgan Ortagas. That was an amazing episode. Wrong. Oh, come on. The crowd here is so rough. Well, let's hope they're nicer on the phones. Uh, batting leadoff. Josh is down in Tampa, Florida. Yo, Josh. Hey, brother, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing great because I'm not in Tampa getting tanked in Ybor City with my producer anymore. That was a hell of a trip, man. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. But yeah, I had a thought. Um, so here in Hillsborough County, we have a whole division of school resource officers. They have marked cars. Uh, I'm not sure if they're part of the school board system or part of the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my other thought is I keep uh, hearing about, you know, military, military. Uh, when I was in high school, we had a JROTC program. Mm-hmm. I know that some of the middle schools here in Tampa also have the program. So mm-hmm. why not encourage the military uh, to have more of a relationship with the schools and have long guns, if that's possible, at the schools with the ROT instructors who are all military, mm-hmm. many of which are combat trained. Yep. So if they're carrying around, a, let's say, a nine, uh, as well as a school resource officer, and in case something does pop off, you have uh, long guns available not only to the school resource officer, but also to the ROTC military personnel. Yeah. Listen, uh, there's, there, there's a lot to this. And I, and I think the big, the big thing when we talk about, you know, having that presence there, when we talk about having more cops, the big thing is, is an actual investment in human relationships, in human interaction. You know, you grew up in a community like I grew up in where people knew each other, where people took the time and talk and interact. And we had a yes, mutual sir. investment in the quality of life. Now, because everybody, you know, would rather communicate through their phone. Everybody would rather text than make a phone call. Uh, nobody talks in person. Nobody actually feels like they're sharing this life. We're all in our own individual phones. I think we really need to get away from that. I think a lot of what I'm hearing here is, yes, we need that military-style presence at schools. That's just the sad reality. But bigger than that is we just need a shared investment in community because I feel like right now, I mean, you could tell me too, don't you feel like everybody's just living for, like, supremacy in their phone more than they're actually living in the real world? 100%. All the trolls that you see online, Mm -hmm. I myself, I've been off social media uh, for since probably about 2015. Mm -hmm. Uh, And honestly, my life is simple. Yeah. If you want to come talk to me, come talk to me. If not, then it's not worth really uh, my time, your time. Um, once mm-hmm. again, my life is simple. No social media. Good for you. Yeah, you know who's having the best life? The Amish people. You know, they're just riding horses and buggies and farming and stuff. 
They're killing it right yes, now. Sir. Yeah, they're not they're not dealing with any of us maniacs. They're not worried about Instagram posts or Facebook or anything like that. You're right. I, maybe that's the fix. Maybe I figured it out. Maybe we just have to quit electricity. Who's with me? Where'd everybody go? I'm kidding. Josh, great call. I, I will see you down in Tampa. We'll have a cigar. 888-788-9910. Scott, waiting patiently out in Idaho Falls. Yo, Scott. How are you, sir? We're good, man. It's been a, it's been a good day of callers, and you know I love Idaho Falls. Have you ever been to my favorite place, Schmitty's? Yes, sir. Oh, that's a winning breakfast, yes, man. They got a great chicken fried steak there in the morning. Yes, yes, yes. I ate one with Lincoln Faylor last summer. Hopefully, with any luck, we'll be back there this August. But yes, so I I I, I, I love your I love your breakfast wisdom. So I'm very interested to hear your school wisdom. Now, you were a teacher yourself. Uh, for 17 years, I taught special ed, and most of my kids were. I worked with all the kids that nobody else wanted, all the behavior disorders, uh, the conduct disorders. Mm-hmm. And But when you're in a school system, they don't let you uh, give kids consequences anymore. They coddle them, and they tell you it's all about perception, and they're more worried about coddling these kids rather than teaching them structure and self-respect and communication and coping skills. And if you reprimand the kids and you get in trouble, I couldn't even give kids uh, letters of apology that would tell them what they did wrong and what they had to do to fix it. I got in trouble for doing that. Wow. And so I just finally quit teaching. But, you know, until they get structure and discipline back in the classrooms long term, you know, you can't help very many of these kids if you just let them get away with everything. Well, you know, it's a good point. The fact that we have killed a meritocracy, period, if you start on a broad level— is taking away the incentive to achieve. It's taking away the incentive to do good. And it's also taking away a lot of the personal responsibility, you know, when it comes to someone attaining success. Like so much of what society is based on now is, hey, it's not your fault. America sucks. The government owes you, you know, let us, you know, subsidize your existence from the cradle to the grave. And I think that's denying people, you know, the basic primal need to achieve and do well. And of course, self-censor and hold oneself accountable. So you would definitely say as a teacher, just the basic decline in discipline is, is corresponded with a decline in the quality of life. Has it not? Oh, yes, sir. You know, so I use my horses now, and I still do the same stuff with the kids. Mm-hmm. And I still teach them, but now I just use a different venue, and I don't have to worry about administrators telling me it's all about perception. And yeah. I, I can't be, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, you come across as harsh. It's kind of like I'm not harsh. It's, yeah. you know, when you get out of here, when you get out of school, what are you going to do if you can't cope? Yeah, no, if you don't no... have any communication skills, if you can't deal with your boss telling you that you need to redo a job. Uh-huh. You know, then what do you do? So, uh, Listen, I, I, I share that frustration because what you learn as a parent or you learn as any type of, you know, disciplinarian or authority figure is nowadays we prioritize the kids short term, you know, short term suffering. Oh, he's grounded. Oh, he doesn't have his phone. And we, we, we steer clear of that. But ultimately, we're harming the kid long term. Nobody's playing the long game is, I think, you know, what we're Agreed. realizing in this moment. And we do. We have to get back to playing the long game, even if it's inconvenient. You know, I always say I grew up in an era where if a little kid was throwing a fit in the store, the parents just walked out. Eventually, the kid would freak out and chase them and go home with his parents. But nowadays, the kid throws a fit. The mom buys him a toy to calm him down and then takes a selfie of him with the toy. You know, and and I just think. Yep. And I I think we've gotten away from just the core principles, the core principles. And I, I think. Everything you say carries a lot of weight with our listeners right now, man, because we get it. And you sound like somebody who grew up the right way. So don't quit playing good ball now because you got a chicken fried steak on me when I get out there. 
All right. Let me know, sir. Thank Th- you very thank much. Thank you, Scott. You have a great day. 888-788-9910. Ike is in the Lake of the Ozarks. Yo, Ike. Hello, Jimmy. Say, uh, you got a lot of great people calling in with a lot of great uh, reasons for all of this. I think that last caller, that teacher, you know, discipline. I remember getting my butt whooped when I was a yes, kid, but yes. you can't do any of that stuff anymore. I know, and it, and, it, it sucks, uh, right? Because don't you think it's hurting society on some level? It's not as barbaric as it sounds to teach a kid a respect for authority. Well, a part of it is, you see, we don't want the Bible and God involved in what we're doing in this world, when in reality, the Bible and God is what started this country and why uh, de Tocqueville said we were a good country or a great country because we're a good country. Mm-hmm. We're not that good anymore. And a big part of that is because of we've, we've left God out of it all. Um, but I didn't want to talk so much about solutions and problems as much as I want to talk about how. Okay. Because I hear a whole lot about the $40 billion we've sent to Ukraine, and no, we shouldn't have sent that to Ukraine. But you know what? It's not the federal government's responsibility to harden our schools with that $40 billion either. Yeah. If the government would stop stealing it from us to begin with, mm-hmm. we would be able to better prioritize in our communities what it is we want to do and what we believe we need to do. Yeah. It's not a one-size-fits-all situation. Out here in rural Missouri, mm-hmm. we don't need all this hardened. And, and think about what that does to kids when you see a cop walking around in your school all day long with, a, yeah. with an M4 strapped across their chest or whatever. Mm-hmm. The case might well, be. well, again, so if you have a choice good. between a cop or some lunatic, uh, you'd rather see the cop walking around. Like, I get it. Well, I, get I get what get you're that. saying. But I, I, I agree. Personally would, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, want to federalize sure. anything. I, I do think the no. point you're making here that's great is the idea that each individual locale could decide what their geographic challenges are, what their population challenges are. Um, I think there needs to be an investment there. But continue. Uh, continue. Because I don't want to take away your point there. Well, that. No, that's that's really basically the crux to my point is is quit. You know, we do this. It seems like we do this with everything that happens, even when we talk about hurricanes and tornadoes. We want to rush to the federal government to find out how are you going to help us get out of this. Yeah. And in reality, the federal government is part of why we're right where we are, mm-hmm. because policies at the federal level have destroyed the family. Yeah, no question. And, well, that's and policies poor. at the federal level, especially in our schools, have gotten God out of our schools and other things as well. So the federal government, as Ronald Reagan said, is not the answer. They are the problem. Every single Every, every single time. And we no longer yes, live sir. in a world where people serve something higher than themselves. We now live in a world of just weapons-grade self-absorption. And I think that's why someone can justify walking into a school and shooting little kids, is the other lives around them don't matter anymore. The phone has taught everybody you're the only thing in the universe that matters. And I think it's that also, that staggering sense of self-importance. And, uh, yes, a lot of the values that follow, you know that founded the country. I'm telling you, Ike, you got a future in this business, even though you also have a present. You smooth talker. I'll see you soon, brother. I'll see, see you out see there. See you in August. Yep, it's happening. 888-788-9910. John is down in Jacksonville, Florida. Yo, John. Yo, Jimmy. How you doing, man? It's good, man. It's Friday, and uh, I've, I've, I've made it through. It's a pretty tumultuous radio week, uh, but yeah, thankfully this band week. this band has a lot of good backup singers. we got a deep bench on Fox Across America, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling confident about this last hour. But what do you think down hey, in Jacksonville? Last night. Oh, thanks. Pretty funny. Yo, wasn't that a good show? Do you think we were too mean to Little Greg? Because we beat him up good. Oh, it was all good. It was uh, it was pretty funny. You had me laughing. Oh, thanks, brother. Well, this is the thing. I always know he's going to make fun of my clothes, and <laughs> I don't actually show up with a plan to say anything back. 
But what I do, okay, just so you understand, you can't tell him this, is in my head, okay, I'm always walking around like jokes are flying around in your head and you know the guy, you do the show together. We have a lot of the same friends. So all I do is when he says something to me, I, in my head, I code it. I color code it. Is this like a level one, you know, offensive? Is this level two offensive? Like what kind of joke does he deserve in retaliation? And, uh, and it's usually hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. That's all. So he just knows. It's like I have an invisible fence around the property. You know what I mean? And if he wanders too far away from the field, he's getting a lot of volts. He gets a shot. A lot of volts. That's all it is, John. I'm glad you appreciate it. Thank you. Um, All right. Let me uh, yeah, give it to me. About the schools, if you don't mind. Yep. Um, Everybody seems to be talking about uh, bringing resources in with guns, pieces with guns, and stuff like that. I I don't. uh, I think that has merit. But I think there needs to be other ways to harden the school. I mean, hotels have had electronic locks on it for yeah. 20, 30 years. Why can't when the bell rings that all classrooms are locked down? Yep. Why not have a three-layered perimeter? Mm-hmm. The outside fence, you get everybody going into the front gate, and then, you know, have all the uh, classrooms locked. Yeah. And if somebody breaks in, then the chances of them being able to do mass carnage are a whole lot less. Yes. I mean, listen, I think we're headed there. I think, I, and we better be headed there. And it's tough to know that kids are going to go to school in that environment. But the alternative is, you know, a lot of what we saw this week, which is not acceptable either. Um, you know, what I think about is when the bell rings and you secure those classrooms, scenarios where kids go wander the hall and go to the bathroom and stuff, you know, that's a consideration, you know. Um, so we're going to have to figure that out, too. But it, but it, what it sounds like to me, man, is in taking every one of these calls this week, is there we don't want our kids to feel like they're going to school on a military base. That's exactly right. Yes. But but that being said, we want them to be afforded those protections. So I think we need the invisible version of that, which is, as you said, you know, bulletproof glass, you know, secured doors, single entrance. I think it's very reasonable stuff. And the fact that, you know, people are pointing to that, it, we're on to something here. And, I, and I'm glad we are because, honestly, man, on the other side of the aisle, they're just yelling about the gun lobby. And we're just we're lying to ourselves if we say we can just yell bad things about the NRA and we're not going to have bad people in society anymore. It's not the NRA. Uh, it's the bad people. voted for Bill Clinton. Uh... <laughs> The Democrats have completely gone nuts, and uh, I would never vote for a Democrat uh, the rest of my life for that nut. Wow. Well, listen, I, I in this moment, I don't think anybody listening disagrees with you because they, again, control all three, all, all, you know, houses of the government right now. And uh, they still want to blame everybody for America's problems but the people in charge. And it's, you know— that's yeah, the called a white racist gets pretty old. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know. there's, there's only so many times I can get called a racist or a white supremacist. I'm like, yo, I'm over here trying to help, man. Uh, but you get it, John. Thank you for being an adult in the room. Uh, we'll hang soon when I'm back down in Florida. Okay, brother? 888-788-9910. Quick break back after this. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Just having some good old-fashioned you and me time on the show today. Cookie is listening on KTBB in East Texas. Hey, Cookie. 
I'm good and I'm safe because I'm not getting fed beer and spare ribs in East Texas. I, thought you were... I know. <laughs> Cookie, your phone's a little okay. dicey. Where'd you go, girlfriend? Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can. What do you got? What are you thinking? Okay. Okay, yes. I, I work at a school and um, I just wanted to mention about this, the teacher propping open the door. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly with when they make the buildings that they should have access either with a key to get in and out where the door locks mm-hmm. or a, a bag scanner where they use their name tag to go. Okay. I'm, great. I'm kind of losing your signal, but thank you for the call. I'll talk about a cookie while you're out there doing cookie stuff. Um, God love cookies. She's just the sweetest pie. Uh, she makes a good point. Key cards, you know, access to the buildings. We absolutely positively have to limit access. Now, I can tell you in some of the schools here on Long Island, uh, they do have to wear ID to get in. Uh, and there are, you know, more thorough vetting measures than there are around the country. We're in a more populated area. We got a lot of crime. Uh, but really quick, Liz is a New Yorker. She's been waiting patiently. I want to get Liz in before we go to break. Hey, Liz. Oh, my God, Jimmy. If I wasn't at work, I'd be screaming right now. Got to keep my voice down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, don't scream too much. We only have a minute. And then I got to bring on Lee Zeldin. But I wanted to get to you. So thank you for calling, girlfriend. Just wanted to tell you how great you are, how much everybody loves you. I think the key to you is that you're doing, you're hitting all the right points, but you're doing it and you're making us laugh. And that's the most important thing. Are you telling me, Liz, I should stick with these drugs that I'm on? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think that everybody's doing a great job with Mm -hmm. their, with their suggestions. But Jimmy, it starts with the family. It Mm -hmm. starts with keeping an eye on your kids, making sure they're staying straight on the straight and narrow path and just you can't ever give up on them. Thank you. Charity begins at home, folks. We got we to do good stuff in the house. Liz, stellar phone call. I'm glad you didn't scream too much. I'm sorry we're up against the commercial break, but we'll always have this. Back with Lee Zeldin after this. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Now, you'll have to forgive this next guest if his voice is a little hoarse. He was probably yelling at his TV during the Rangers game last night. But he joins us now as a congressional representative from Suffolk County, Long Island, and a gubernatorial candidate here in the great state of New York, Representative Lee Zeldin, back on the show. Hey, man. Jimmy, good to be with you. You too, my man. You didn't shoot your TV last night when the Rangers lost, did you? No, you know, you can't uh you can't look at it quite like that. When uh the way the Rangers play, they they have to go down in the hole three two before they come back. They were they were down three one against the Penguins and came back. Yep. So no one's given up. It goes back to the garden on Saturday. It's a strategic failure, is what Lee Zeldin is telling us, and I'm let's, fine with it. Yeah, let's let's spin it that way. That's that, <laughs> that might make Rangers fans feel a little bit better. We're playing possum, Ranger fans. Quit the day drinking in my studio right now. I've got a lot of long faces, but uh uh, thankfully, you're here to restore order. Uh, really quick on a more serious note, uh, Suffolk County PD, uh, it sounds like we averted a, a potential mass shooting. It was a kid making threats on Bellport High School today. Is that the story? Yeah, that's what uh, we're seeing in, in the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suffolk County District Attorney, Ray Tierney, has uh, put out some statements. Uh, they w- jumped on it quickly. They're exercising every precaution. You have to take the threat seriously. You know, there's people out there but thinking of 
uh, threats that get made and pranks and like, well, you, you know, you just you can't just expect this all to actually happen. They're oftentimes not serious. You have a responsibility in government to treat it all seriously uh, because you never know when something actually is going to play itself out. And, and last thing you want is to not take it seriously. Then something happens. Yeah. And then everyone, aside from the tragic loss of life, everybody will be asking, well, why don't you do something about it? So yeah. fortunately, local law enforcement, local district attorney's office, they all did a great job jumping all over it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's good to hear. And you know what, man, just to see community engaging in community, you know, and, and I think – the conversation we've been having this week and this aftermath of this horrible shooting down in Texas, you know, everybody's looking for a fix. I think some of the fixes we should all be able to agree on is that we're not all, you know, invested enough in a sense of community. I feel like everybody lives in their own individual cell phone world now, and we do need to get back to that place where we're all involved in each other's lives. Do you think on some level, you know, that rising tide? I know, listen, there's no one answer to this, but do you think on some level just reinvesting in each other is a, is a step forward? Because I don't feel like we're doing that. Absolutely. And I'm glad you asked. I mean, I, I was just an hour ago uh, right near the top supermarket. I'm in Buffalo now. I was at the Resource Council of Western New York. And it, at this location, they set up this food distribution site. There, I mean, there are people all over the country trying to figure out how to get their hands on baby formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this site had everything from the baby formula to the diapers to the bananas to the, you know, to the produce, uh, the other produce. There were a lot of people from the community coming in, volunteers coming in from around the region, even coming from outside of the state. You have had the NHL, you know, Buffalo Sabres is there. They have been stepping up and helping. The Buffalo Bills located there, they've been showing up. The NHL commissioner, the NFL commissioner. Uh, and then even though a top supermarket is one type of a, a supermarket, you have Wegmans and other supermarkets all joining forces. Amazon deliveries coming in from all across the country uh, all day long, and they're just pushing it out to the community. Yesterday, the McRig, apparently McDonald's has this big rig. Uh-huh. Uh, it came out you know, earlier this week. And you're just seeing so many different examples of not just every level of government, but people outside of the government – uh, anonymous, private, generous donors all stepping up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I mean, uh, it blew me away. It was very inspirational to see the way that community was getting rallied around each other and being uh, being supported by surrounding communities. Yeah, it's really rad, man. And, and we grew up in that. We grew up in that era where people knew the cops, people knew the store owners, people knew the kids and their parents. And, you know, it's funny. I don't want to get too far off message, but I grew up in an era where, you know, if you mouthed off to your parents, not only might you get hit, but I grew up in an era where other people's parents could smack you in the head if you were being a wise guy. Now, I'm not asking you to, to comment on that one way or the other, okay? you got a state to run. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, there was this, this shared investment in the quality of life in a community that I feel like the phone has gotten us away from. And I do feel like on some level politics have gotten us away from because in the aftermath of both of these horrific shootings, you know, there's one half of this country uh, that has just blamed Republicans. They blame conservative lawmakers, conservative commentators, the NRA. But I don't think you can have a healthy dialogue if your save the date invite to the party is, hey, you murderers and white supremacists, we need to have a conversation. So do you think the Democrats would maybe help if they actually lowered the rhetoric like they're always telling us to do? 
A hundred percent. I mean, you saw it with regards to what happened in Texas mm-hmm. instantly, where if you're political opposition to them, if you're a Republican, you're on the other side of the aisle, they don't want you even thinking about it. Don't talk about it. They don't want to hear from you. They were just instantly trying to totally politically capitalize on it to score points. And if you're talking past each other, not to each other, you, you can't actually solve challenges that face our country and these local communities. I mean, we should all agree in the advantage of having school resource officers at these school districts. Mm-hmm. You know, we could learn lessons, whether it's from Parkland or in Texas, where a uh, single point of entry uh, and other ways that people are showing identification and mm-hmm. that you could go through the list of all of the different ways lessons learned that you can make sure that history doesn't repeat itself there are unfortunately people it's almost like they want to have the issue to campaign on rather than actually solving it and uh, you end up with missed opportunities for people who are looking for some hope i remember that there was the fixed nicks bill that got through Congress in 2017. Mm -hmm. I remember the Stop School Violence Act getting through Congress after that. Uh, When you actually want to work together and communicate and talk to each other, not past each other, you could get good things done. And I think that's what the average American wants and expects. That'd be a home run. If you're just joining us, Representative Lee Zeldin from the 1st Congressional District of New York. He is, of course, Republican gubernatorial candidate uh, here in New York as well. Uh, You're up in Buffalo, by the way. Did you see any Bills fans tailgating for opening day yet? Because those guys go hard. Yeah, no, exactly. They uh, they actually started uh, the, the day after the last uh, game of the season. Uh, they're they're amazing. Um, the best fans, loyal. Yep. They they absolutely love their football. And I'll tell you, when I was you know explaining about this last stop that I had, mm-hmm. I'm, most of the people there had Bills gear on in some in some way. I try to explain this to people, okay? Everybody has their passionate sports thing in their own individual state. But for whatever this says about them, Bills fans for a Sunday game at 1, a lot of them get to the parking lot on Tuesday. They pull up in RVs like it's a NASCAR race, and they spend the week. I mean, this this is a committed fan base. And, again, invested in their community. So I'm not making light of it. I mean, to be honest with you, the Jets fans do the opposite. They show up on Sunday for the game, and then they're in therapy from Tuesday through Saturday, you know, after losing the Jet games. So we could learn something from the Bills fans is what I think. But let me ask you this without getting you too far off message. Okay, knowing what we know about what went on this week and all this craziness and all this other crime, do you feel like on some level, okay, and and we're not trying to minimize the situation in Uvalde or the situation up there at the top supermarket because the mass shootings are the priority here, um, but do you think by having a double standard when it comes to politically viable shootings – we're kind of failing society because there's been a lot of talk this week about, you know, inner city violence and gun crime and how the vast majority of it does not uh, take place in a school or at a supermarket. Do you think we need, you know, some type of a reset where we can finally start prioritizing the other types of violence that, to be honest with you, they don't get coverage. They just don't get coverage because they're not politically expedient deaths to exploit, sadly. But I think that's the reality of the game. Fact. I mean, indisputable. And when we talk about raw, violent hate inside of New York, the Asian-American community, which has been targeted, when someone's pushed in front of an oncoming subway car and dies or stabbed to death in their home in lower Manhattan or 
beaten to death with a hammer, none of that involved guns. When the uh, the Jewish community inside of New York City, they just recently, in a one-week span, had three different anti-Semitic assaults that took place in Brooklyn. It was with the use of hands. You know, mm-hmm. Sikh cab driver got gets attacked. Mm-hmm. All of this hate, all these other crimes, you know, and you own a small business that gets looted. They they have nothing at all to do with guns. We're talking about stories where hands hammers, knives are all being used to cause harm to others. And there are people in government who will say, I, you know, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to do anything about it. Let's move along here because it doesn't fit neatly into the narrative mm-hmm. of being able to go after, you know, one step further law-abiding gun owners. Yep. It's crazy. Well, this, this is the truth. As a guy that we're all hoping will be the next governor of New York, okay, it, you have a very capable ro- locker room of talent here in America, here in this state, but we, we, we've just had bad coaching. We need a coaching change. Remember how the Lakers had Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant and didn't win anything for a bunch of years, and then Phil Jackson came in and kind of turned it around and harnessed the talent? I mean, we're basically, I'm anointing you the Phil Jackson of the state of New York. You got some of that in you? Yeah, so if we're talking Phil Jackson, coach of the Bulls and the Lakers, not that Phil Jackson, <laughs> who is the coach of the Knicks. <laughs> yes, we need the triangle offense, not the I'm flying down to the Bermuda Triangle to date Jeannie Buss and have some Mai Tais. Yes, we need the other Phil yeah, Jackson. No, it, important clarification, you know, some of these coaches uh, strike gold on, with one franchise and then they uh, then you. they blow it. You know, it's like... <laughs> Belichick with Brady as opposed to Belichick without Brady is two different records. <laughs> that's a very good point. Uh, listen, that's why we're rooting for you, man. You get it. You get sports. You get people. Good luck up there. Uh, don't get too rowdy this week. It's Memorial Day in Suffolk County. I know can get a little out there as a Nassau County guy myself. Play a little defense, okay? <laughs> you, you got it. Thanks, thanks Jimmy. Thanks, Happy, uh, it, you, you know, too. it's a, a Memorial Day weekend, ultimately about paying our respects to those who have fallen. Mm-hmm. And uh, while we're enjoying we're definitely uh, saying thank you to those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. 100%, my man. Great talk. I'll see you soon. Representative Lee Zeldin from the 1st Congressional District of New York, a gubernatorial candidate here in the state of New York uh, from the Republican Party, a guy who is up in Buffalo, a mass shooting that's you know less than two weeks old right now, uh, that is there with that community trying to rebuild, trying to you know console the people that are grieving, trying to do the ground level stuff that tries to get a community back on its feet that makes that collective investment. I'm telling you, we don't have that in our society anymore. And we shouldn't need a tragedy to bring it back. You know, he grew up in a better era of America. A lot of you did going by your calls this week. Uh, You guys get it. And uh, I'm going to get to all of you. We're going to do a quick lightning round after this. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, man. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Pound for pound, the most tech savvy man in all of radio. <laughs> It's an inside joke with my producers. I just screwed something up off the air. But you guys have thrown a perfect game today, and we're in the home stretch. I'm going to lightning round these last few calls. Dan has been waiting patiently in western Kentucky. Hey, Dan. Hi, man. Long-time caller, first-time listener. Oh, that's awesome, Dan. Thanks for checking in, my man. And I, I appreciate that western Kentucky wisdom. You guys have learned a lot with all of that whiskey you're surrounded by. 
Yeah, pretty much. Bourbon Trail is pretty prominent around here. I just want to say real quick, mm-hmm. I think everybody's been right on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But people need to come up with some short, mid, long-term stuff. In the short term, you got to fortify your schools. Yep. School boards, local school boards, local counties, they've got to do it. You can't wait on the state. You can't wait on the federal government. It just turns too slow. Yep. That's a great point. I mean, the thing is, it's got to start immediate. Anything the federal government does, and you know this, if the there federal go. government passed some sweeping plan tomorrow— it doesn't actually go into effect for weeks or months or even years. You know, you look at COVID relief, Correct. you know, we've got all this money for COVID relief. Nine percent of it's been spent. There's another 90 percent sitting around. So you're right to say that the government isn't really the solution. So I appreciate you saying Amen. that as well. Um, you yourself, though, you're a veteran. Yes, sir. Yes, OK, sir. I was in the army. I was. I wanted to make sure I understood that. And, and there's thank a lot you of things service. I told your uh, screener. screener earlier. You appreciate it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can do as far as school fortification that don't have to be lethal. You know, it doesn't have to be firearms. You know, technology, mace, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Really, a lot of training mm-hmm. goes a long, long way. Well, you know what's interesting, so, Dan? Really quick, we've, we have had people yeah. say, you know, arm the teachers. And we know that that's not something every teacher wants to sign up to do. But something like a modified version of arm, arm the teachers, like you just mentioned, a pepper spray, something, a taser, yeah. something that would neutralize but not be lethal force – Maybe that is the answer. I mean, do you think that would be a compromise to the whole arm to teachers debate? I think it would be for somebody that's comfortable doing it, because when that when that person comes in your classroom, Mm -hmm. you no longer have the option of run, hide, fight. It's fight only. Mm -hmm. That's all you can do at that point. And if if people aren't comfortable with firearms in schools, that's totally fine. But there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, just give them something. Something's always better than nothing. I agree. A thousand percent. Brother, I appreciate the call. Sure. I appreciate the wisdom. Save some of that Tennessee bourbon for me, the, the Kentucky bourbon. Thank you. <laughs> Good stuff. Tracy's in Austin, Texas. Tracy. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing today? My man. Uh, it's been a stellar day thanks to the callers. I, I've done nothing. I've kind of sang back up on my own show, but uh, uh, no complaints. Hey, hey. Hey, man, we appreciate you. I just want to bring up a couple of points. I, I'm in, I live in rural Texas. Mm-hmm. And, one, you know, one of the things that I think people are losing sight of is the best law enforcement agency in the state of Texas is the Department of Public Safety. Mm-hmm. They're, all, they're all at the border. Yeah. If they're not at the border, they're at home sleeping, getting ready to go back to the border. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in, in our rural towns, you know, we don't have the budgets the, the the department size of a New York City. Yep. You know, we don't we don't have SWAT ops officers on standby, on duty. Yep. You know, luckily there was a Border Patrol SWAT SWAT team mm-hmm. in Uvalde. Elsewise it would have had come from San Antonio. Yes. That's two, three hours away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we're pointing fingers here, let's not get lost lost on these things. I mean of course. you know the 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 but I just can't say enough about you know the size of the departments the mm-hmm. budget of the departments yep. and and the training of the officers in these small departments. Oh, well, of I mean, course, these guys are making forty grand a year. And let me jump in, you know, be, because you know it's it's one of the reasons. Like I said, I'll, I'll never dedicate my show to yelling at cops. Is there's so much we don't know? There's so much they're up against, and the people that are the that are the most vocal critics of the cops are the ones that wanted to take their funding away a year ago. Exactly, exactly, Jimmy, and that's right on. That's right right on. And, and, and I'd like to make one more point, too, mm-hmm. if I may. So, you know, everybody is either far left or far right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the middle in the middle of that, there's Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, Stop. where in the hell is that gone? Yep. Where in the hell is our values gone? Where is our pride gone? Yep. You know, it, you, 
you're either far left or you're far right. And there are a lot of Americans in the middle. When it when is that going to when is that going to come out? Mm-hmm. That that's what my fear is. How is it going to come out? Well, I think we're getting to this breaking point. You know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. I think people are looking out at society now and realizing we need a collective American moment where we start to embrace all of the things you just mentioned, because that's what you grew up in. That's what I grew up in. And that's what we need more of if we're going to get back to being the country we all know we can be. So, Tracy, you get it, man. When I'm down in Texas in August, beer's on me. How about that? Absolutely. Love you, man. Thank you for your time. Oh, my man. I thank you. And I thank every caller. You guys, for real, round of applause. You guys killed it this week. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.